What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode 40, a nice even 40. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason. I'm joined, not always, not as always, but nine, ten, nine times out of ten by my co-host, Travis. What's, uh, what's good? What's going on? I mean, uh, I saw the number 40. That's a, that's a big number. I saw it come 40. across the screen today. It's a 40. 40. <laughs> I got two. Four forty four magnolia street. <laughs> it is a big number. That's you know, if if in in adult life, you know, we're creeping up on forty. Forty is kind of like when everything starts going downhill. You have a crisis, and you know, life doesn't mean as much anymore, right? Or is that fifty? Right. I think it's forty. I mean, the other day I woke up. Not when I woke. What did I do the other day? Oh, I stood up to go get a drink, and my back hurt. So I yeah, think, I think it might be starting early for me. Yeah, I get it. I mow. I uh, mowed the lawn for the first time this year tonight, and. <laughs> After about two minutes and 47 seconds of weed eating, my lower back hurt. Right. So, you know, that's not a good sign. Um, it's not a good sign, but mowing the lawn is certainly not, not any fun to begin with, but definitely not if you're hurting yourself. So, um, Speaking of, we should, I know it's a PlayStation podcast, but I want to talk about the big Xbox exclusive that came out today. Oh, okay. It's a lawnmower simulator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell that's yeah. Sells. They're going to get yeah. at least 12 sold in Japan now. Uh, oh, they sold the nine that they sold <laughs> this week. The nine Xbox Series X they sold this week. Yeah, they're gonna sell twelve instead of nine. Those, By the uh, way, the, the the release trailer they have for this mowing game. Those mowers, first of all, are real, and I looked them up. Those mowers are like fourteen k. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, did you did did you watch the entire trailer? Yeah. Why would I not? How could you not watch the whole trailer? <laughs> did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I, did you see the part where they were like mowing the like castle grounds or whatever, or like the mowers <laughs> were out in front of the castle grounds? Like, right. it's just yeah. it's there's something going on right now with like simulation games because remember, uh, well maybe it's on this episode I don't remember, but there's like this there's all kinds of these simulation games popping up. Right, so right. there's something something going on there. I guess some sort of I niche. guess everybody's like seen farming simulator and like yeah everybody's mm-hmm. seen farming simulator and seen how well it sells every year that they make one and. I mean, Farming Simulator is not a bad game. I played one because I think it was like a PS Plus game or something last year. So I have one of them. It's not bad. It's, you know, I mean, as somebody who likes simulation and management games, but for somebody who doesn't dab one of those things, it'd probably make them break their console. So uh, anyway, <laughs> Travis, this is a weekly podcast where I promise that we get together each and every week to discuss all of the news, rumors, new game releases, and a little bit more in the world of PlayStation. We post new episodes every Monday, and you can find us on Twitter if you want to talk with us, at the DualSense Pod, or if you want to check out some of our game streams or clips, and also you can uh, listen to the new episodes every week on YouTube. You can find us at the DualSense Podcast on there. And without further ado, Travis, talk to me about what uh, you've been playing this past week. All the normal the normal fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I made an Australian FIFA Youth Challenge team. Oh, yeah. I randomly saw I saw a guy on the um, Reddit that had done that, or not done that, but he had made a run with an Australian team. So that got me, um, they got, that piqued my interest. So I started one with Adelaide United. And I also enjoy that I can say all the uh, all the teams, unlike um, in the Scottish league. And also in the mm-hmm. the Scottish one, I was doing um, even though I won um, the Euro, all that stuff, the Europa League, the UEFA Champions League, all that fun stuff. I didn't qualify for it the next year because I didn't. You know, when you finish your season, you make the top six, and I think you have to win or come in second in that second season, quote unquote, qualify for these play-in games for the uh, 
Champions League. Well, since I already won the league, I yeah. just simulated those games. And of course, I got cock smashed all of those. I, I lost every one of them. So I didn't qualify, even though I won the even though I won the league by 30 points or something stupid. I didn't qualify, so I took a little bit of a little bit of ink out of my pen. So uh messed around with Australia and like what I did with the Australian one was as soon as I got a guy out of position, I started him. It didn't matter how good he was. So I started like four guys in the forties. They are awful. It's uh Jeez, really hard. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. The best part is I finally got a striker who's decent, but the other one's still like a forty four. And sometimes like you'll you'll have a wide open goal, like you'll get a two on one or something, and you'll kick it with him and there you don't know where it's going. It can go anywhere. You can go Perfect. anywhere in the world. It's like it's like Carmen San Diego. You don't know where the hell it's going. So anyway. I bet his finishing is probably like a thirty. Yeah, I think it's like a thirty or forty three, something like that. Perfect. Whatever. It's fun though. Hitting 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 Nana in the stands. Yeah, I'm trying to. That actually is the best uh, table I've seen on the game. Like as far as closest goes with the top twelve. Like yeah. I think I'm in sixth right now, and I'm only like six points out of first. And then there's Jeez. a gap underneath me that's probably nine points, nine or twelve. And then those six are really close together. So it's pretty interesting. I like that. Usually it's like there's one team chasing you that's always one game worse than you. Is what I've kind of noticed. Right. But anyway, um, other than that, we had some fun on Battlefield. We got to play um, Solomon Islands again, which was a lot of fun. And we had a, um, a re- I should have clipped it. We had an accidental epic moment where you had died and I was trying to save you. And you were just telling me where people were around me. <laughs> yeah. And I was in the, I was in the weeds. Like, yeah, you were, in, they were the, talking. I was laying down there. Yeah. And you were just yelling out call signs. You're like 10 o'clock. And I'm spinning <laughs> around. Filming. I'm, I ran out of ammo on my M1, switched over to my pistol and pistoled two dudes, and I was reloading and almost killed it. I killed like five guys, almost got six. You did. And it reminded you did. me you of almost women. had six. It reminded me of when <laughs> women are like, you guys can't do anything, but you can, you can play Call of Duty or whatever. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't communicate, but you can do 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 3 o'clock, at your seven. Yeah. I almost got yeah, you all the way through that around. situation, but yeah, I almost got you through it, but you know, alas. Uh well I also played FIFA this week is that all you've played just those two yeah that's all I've played. yeah so I, I so I also played FIFA this week um I don't after you did your Australian thing the other night it kind of inspired me to do the same thing I think I made one with MacArthur FC which is that team in the Australian league that only existed as of last year 2020 they have really cool uniforms they have like a bull like silhouette on it and it's pretty awesome so. I'm just trying to work my way through that and, uh, you know, scout a bunch of guys, but I still enjoy the Scottish one that I've done the best. So mm-hmm. I'll probably go back to that one because I've still got, you know, Santiago who just, uh, made it up to the senior team from my Academy. So we've got a lot to, a lot of young guys to look forward to that I like playing with. And then, like you said, we play battlefield, mix that in, of course. And, uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. It's, it's not really fading for me, you know, it's right. Um, it's, it was, it wasn't a flash in the pan, which is good. So. It makes me even more excited for the one later this year. Then the last thing right. that I've been playing this week, other than other than some random Vita games, is Fuser, which is that uh, like DJ music festival game from the guys who did you know the Guitar Hero games. And uh, mm-hmm. just I don't know, just wanted to play it again, so I re-downloaded it and I'm working my way. It has a campaign, so I'm working my way through that. And I'm not good at the game. Like you know, they do the star thing, like one, two, three, four, five stars, whatever. <laughs> if you remember that, I've mm-hmm. Pretty much always get two or three stars and randomly will get four stars, but I'm not good at the game. I was not good at Guitar Hero either. Like three or four stars was pretty much my thing on Guitar Hero. So, uh, but it's fun, man. Uh, 
I don't know. It's just something that you don't have to like really think about. You can just sit there and do it. So uh, that's pretty much it. It's kind of a, a slow period here before you know the end of April. But with that, let's uh, jump into the news here. We got a pretty pretty decent little little week here, and uh, I'm pretty proud of the the episode title there. It, it is amazing. It's one of your best. It's some of your best work. Yeah, yeah. Based off the uh, first news story here, which is number one. Jen Sakai will be making his way to the big screen, courtesy of Sony's film division and Ghost of Tsushima developer Sucker Punch Productions. Nate Fox from Sucker Punch announced the news on the PlayStation blog on Thursday, where he also revealed that John Wick director Chad Stahelski has joined the project to direct the Ghost of Tsushima film. Fox also shared that Ghost of Tsushima has sold 6.5 million copies to date, and that roughly half of those who have played the game have finished it, which is a staggering number for any game. There was no word on an anticipated release date, but the film is sure to be years off as development is just getting started. So this is big news. Uh, What do you think? Man, this is, you know, of all the video game TV shows and movies we've gotten in the last 18 months, I guess, seems like we've had a lot Mm -hmm. of news. This is obviously I'm the most excited about this one because I love the game, but the director matchup couldn't be better. I mean, they knocked it out of the park. I can't believe he agreed. I can't believe they thought of that. I mean, I feel like me and you had an off. We've had a conversation before about, you know, man, can you imagine this game with such and such? We may have even talked about doing this with the John Wick guy before. That feels familiar. So if you're talking about a first step, I would say it's an A+. It's exciting. It's perfect. It makes sense. Um, I guess the next step I'm excited about is who the actors are. Mm -hmm. You know, and I kind of have a couple of thoughts. Like, you know, the guy that played Jin Sakai, his name is um, Daisuke something. (laughs) <laughs> dice k daisuke dice k and the only re- the dice k, dice k and the only- yeah dice k the only reason i know that is because do you remember dice k matsuzaka who played for the red Sox? oh like, yeah probably probably like 15 years ago yeah mm-hmm. so my i mean my question would be do you think that they go with obviously a lot of this was motion cap do you think they keep these these actors that did this because they already know the characters they did the voice work they've already done the acting and emotions or is that too niche and do they move on and get try to get bigger names? Like what Japanese actor or actress plays Jin Sakai? Like the only one I could think of is the guy from Hawaii Five O. I don't even know his name. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know either. I a lot of people online, you know, on Twitter today, I saw they want the guy, the Dice K guy who played him to do it. And did you see the tweet where he, he said that if he he said, I'm putting it in the on the record right now, if if I get cast to be Jen in the in the live action movie, I will I absolutely agree to do butt nudity. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because the scene from good. like the hot springs or whatever. I don't know, yeah. man. I, I don't think that they'll get the uh, I don't think they'll get those guys, any of the motion cap actors to mm-hmm. do it. I just don't think there's a precedent for that. So and I think the you know, they they're gonna want to have some like oomph behind it, like a big name. Because they've got to do something, I guess because the people who like the game are already going to go see the movie. So they've got to do something to get the other people who have no, no idea mm-hmm. that it's a game. They've got to get them in the door and in the seat too. So they're going to get somebody. Uh, Tom who's, Cruise is Jen Sakai. <laughs> he was the last samurai. <laughs> he can do this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they've, got to, they, they've got to get somebody. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And I don't mean any offense by this, but I don't know any like well known like Asian actors uh, or, you know, right. that are, that would do that. I mean, Jackie Chan's long gone and he's, I don't think he could do a, a, a film like that. And so I, I don't know, but it's uh, exciting. The, I mean, he could be the, um, well, I was going to say Jackie Chan could play the, um, the sensei with the arrows. He's old. Oh yeah. True. 
Yeah, I could see that. That's actually not a bad idea since he's an older guy. But it's exciting. I mean, they when when I saw the news, you know, I came in and told you that they got the fucking John Wick director to do a Ghost of Tsushima movie. Like, it couldn't be more perfect because you can just envision, you know, what type of, of movie it's going to be. And it really, I mean, it it couldn't get any better because the action's so frenetic and you and you know all the sword fighting is in the way it is in the game. So it's a mm. uh, it's uh, it's got it's the perfect director in my mind for that. And it's uh it's, it's exciting news. We're probably three or four years away from seeing the movie though. Hopefully this isn't like the Uncharted thing. Yeah, hopefully this isn't like the Uncharted movie that just keeps like getting delayed or like is in the ether but never actually happens. Hopefully this one actually kind of gets going. So number two, in somewhat expected but still jarring news this week, website The Gamer reported that the PS3, PSP, and PS Vita online stores will be closing this summer, according to their sources. This would mean that players would no longer be able to purchase digital versions of any games on those storefronts, although it is unclear if previously purchased games would still be available for re-download. According to their source, the PS3 and PSP stores will be taken offline on July the 2nd, while the Vita store will last a little bit longer until August 27th. The same source claims that Sony will announce the news at the end of this month, so they're running out of time here. I'm, I'm assuming maybe they mean <laughs> next week. But uh, this, I know this doesn't necessarily affect you, but what do you, what do you make of this? You have any thoughts? Man, you put out a great tweet earlier this week that was like, uh, better get those games in before the, the prices skyrocket. Like that is that's oh, a yeah. great point. It's going to be impossible to mm-hmm. get these discs for, it's going to be like um, when you try to buy college hoops now or in say a football and they're like $150 <laughs> right. for a copy. It's going to be like that. Right. To be honest, I'm surprised the PSP and the PS3 stores were still up anyway. That's surprising. I mean, at that at this point, you're two generations behind on the console. The PSP is a generation behind the yeah. Vita, so you're a little bit behind there. Um, the Vita thing, yeah. There's some diehard Vita guys like you. It's it sucks for you guys, but oh, from, yeah. from their standpoint, I guess it makes sense because you're just kind of cutting the fat. Is kind of how they look at it, I'm sure. Yeah. So the the PlayStation Portable came out in 2005, and then the PS3 came out in 2006. So you're talking 15 and 16 years. So those I understand, but the Vita came out in 2012. So we're not even to 10 years yet. So it seems like it's pretty early to close the store on Vita. But at the same time, I think there's only like 9 million Vitas like sold like lifetime. So I'm I'm not sure if maybe because of that um, reason is they just feel comfortable doing it. If this is true, if they go forward with it, but you know, this is crushing for especially the Vita Vita owners, but maybe it won't be such a big deal if we're still able to re-download everything. I think that's the biggest thing, especially for me personally, as someone who, you know, has a lot of Vita games that uh, I can't keep on the, on the system itself because you know, the, the memory cards are stupid expensive and you only have so much room. I'm really hoping that I'll still be able to go back to my download list and get whatever I need. But I'm sure that if they do go forward with this, they'll make an announcement and they will make it clear of when the date is going to happen. And they'll tell us if what functionality exactly that we're going to lose. So we'll have time to adjust. We'll have time to, you know, get bigger memory cards and load it up or, you know, download the thing that I would recommend people do if this becomes reality. And I'll, I'll say it again, if it, is announced to be true is to download content manager onto your computer and then you can download uh, whatever games to your Vita and then connect them to your PC and you can transfer it all over, back it up basically to your computer, wipe your Vita, 
and do it all over again. And you can just get everything saved to your computer. So you'll always have it. I can't really imagine that they will not allow you to re-download games that you own. I just don't really see that being a thing because that just doesn't seem uh, fair at all, especially since there's a new game coming out on Vita in April, like April 22nd, I think there's a new game. And supposedly that's going to be the last game uh, published on the platform. But I I don't know. I just don't think that would be right or fair for them to not let us re-download things that we've already paid money for and bought. But, you know, Sony's... Sony's done Sony's done worse, so we'll see. But I mean, I understand the PS3 and PSP going because those are 15 and 16. But the Vita only being nine years old, I I don't know about that one. But hopefully, hopefully it sticks around. But if at the very least, us Vita guys, us Vita Island jabronis need uh, need our download list to to stay intact so that we can re-download the shit that we've already that we've already bought that we've already owned. That seems like more of a of a Microsoft move to cut you out than. Uh, yeah a sony move yeah well the other the other thing is is that this is such a stark contrast between playstation and xbox because you know xbox they're backwards compatible all the way back to the original xbox you know right so that's just like a really stark contrast between the two which i'm actually in the camp and of the mind that backwards compatibility to an extent to a certain point in the ecosystem doesn't matter like it's cool that we can play ps4 games like that's cool. Like it should be that way, but I'm not really on the boat that says, "Oh, we well, we should be able to play PS1 games on PS5." Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if we could, yeah, I mean, if we could, don't get me wrong. If I could play Driver, I might play it once in a blue moon. But I'm not really. It's not. It's not the end of the world for me. And yeah. I, most of them I, don't, I don't hold know. up anyway. They really don't. I mean, they really don't. Even some PS4 games don't really hold up. So. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if news comes out next week, like the gamer reports, the website, well, maybe we'll have uh, more to talk about on next week's episode. So anyway, number three, Sony announced this week, the appointment of, or movement of several senior leaders in a response to Sony interactive entertainment, deputy president, John Codera, moving to a new role, leading digital transformation at Sony. As we reported earlier in the year, Codera leaves SIE after years developing the PlayStation Network and creating PlayStation Plus, while also serving as president and CEO from 2007 to 2017 to 2019. Excuse me. As for the changes, Hideaki Nishino now reports directly to Jim Ryan as the senior vice president for platform experience. Nishino is who introduced us to the PS5 user interface last year, as well as the guy who recently revealed the next generation of PSVR. Michael Pattinson, the Vice President of Global Third-Party Relations, will now report directly to Nishino. Pattinson is heavily involved in third-party business partnerships and is a strong supporter of indie developers. And finally, although far less consequential, SIE Deputy President and Chief Financial Officer Kazuhiko Takeda will be retiring after a 40-year tenure with Sony. So, any, uh, you know, not huge news, but still Mm -hmm. noteworthy. They're making some movement. Uh, over there some you know changing some things around any any thoughts on it you're getting pretty good at these japanese names it's taking some practice um <laughs> you know on one hand these are like you know with with kadera moving on these are kind of forced moves um it's not like sony planned to do these moves yeah um, i'm always a little hesitant when there's a reworking in the top structure of something that's already working well i always get a little right apprehensive about what it could change but yeah. i'm in this situation, it's not as alarming, obviously. Uh, the thing I think is really interesting is that 
Pattinson is now directly reporting to Nishino and with Pattinson mm-hmm. being so involved with these third party relations, he loves indie uh, developers, like you said, all these mm-hmm. different business partnerships he's made with these different third parties. It kind of makes me, I think that's a pretty clear indicator of something they want to highlight on this generation and probably the next. I think that him being promoted kind of, you know, I think it adds a lot of weight to what we've kind of seen them do a little bit with some of these other parties they bought into. Yeah, I think there's something to that. I mean, on, you know, really at the beginning of PS4, they were really pushing, you know, indie games. And in the past couple of years, they've taken the head of uh, PlayStation Studios, um, Shuhei Yoshida. I was blanking there for a second. Shuhei is now the head of their indie initiative, you know, at PlayStation. And that's a heavy hitter um, right. for to be behind that. And so and then now they move this guy kind of in a into a more um, senior role. Uh, who's supported in indies in the past. And I think that, you know, we're starting to see that a little bit too. You know, there's, they're showing quite a bit of, you know, indie games in their state of plays. Mm-hmm. They had several at the PS5 reveal event last summer. So I think there's something to that. I think they want to try to get back that back to that a little bit as far as supporting those games. Right. Because I think, I think what they're finding, especially right now, when we've got gaps in the lineup, so to speak, um, due to COVID or, you know, with, with the games anyway, I mean, we haven't, we we went we'll have gone from Demon Souls and Spider Man on PS5 until the the next you know first party game will be well not not even a Returnal Returnal is a second party game right the next first party game will be Ratchet and Clank in June you know what I'm saying so they they've yeah. got these indie games they've got these indie games like Returnal from Housemark and then some of these other smaller ones that have already come out they they're kind of gap fillers like Odd World mm-hmm. Soulstorm which comes out next. Uh, month on PS Plus and stuff like that. So right. I think they've got to cultivate those sort of things. And I think there is a little bit of something to that there. Yeah. But. And if they're, you know, they talked about concentrating on these single player, first party, big time narratives. And if those take a while to develop and make actually good games. So, it, you know, they right. need these second and third parties to fill in. They need them to stay like relevant. Number four, lots of new details leaked out this week for the upcoming PS4 and PS5 co-op PVE shooter Rainbow Six Parasite. Website PlayStation Universe reported that a technical test was streamed for a short time on Twitch before being taken down, but it was long enough for us to learn that the game will include cross-platform play and appears to be a fully fleshed out version of the Outbreak mode that was in Rainbow Six Siege for a time during 2018. Players will fight against a mutant menace called the Archaeans, and the game will include at minimum the following operators. Alibi, Ella, Finca, Lion, Tachanka, and Vigil. So we, uh, I don't know how somebody leaks a game on Twitch, <laughs> like streams a game on Twitch. I don't know how that happens. I guess it was a, some random like game tester went rogue or whatever. But um, I'm Love actually it. kind of in, I'm I'm kind of excited about this because I you know I've gotten back into Siege. But what do you think? Oh, I'm excited to be terrible at it. Um, I'm always yeah. down for a new. Uh, I'm always down for a for a co op shooter. I, I would from what. I'm allowed to see that I wasn't allowed to see, quote unquote. I think it looks interesting. Uh, yeah. One of the things I thought was interesting here is, and this is a little bit into the minutia, but you know, they're called the Archeans. Mm-hmm. Homer, when he wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey, he uses the term Achaeans without the R to describe okay. Greeks. So in those in those two epics, there's three different mm. three different groups uh, or three different titles he calls the Greeks. I thought that was interesting because it kind of 
ties into that a little bit. And then the last the last name there on the list is is Vigil. So so what is Vigil? You know that a normal Vigil would be you know you honor something that's you know dead or moved on or an event or something like that. But it is mm-hmm. one letter away from Virgil. Uh, Virgil wrote um, the Aeneid, which is about Aeneas, yeah. who was a um, a guy in the Iliad, which was written mm-hmm. by Homer. So he is an Achaean. So uh, my my uh, brain that loves patterns saw that and thought it was really interesting. Somebody like you is a writer over there at Ubisoft. Somebody, it, some there's former no history major. If that's connected, I will be amazed. But I thought it when I first saw both of those those things, I was like. You know, it would be a, that's a cool Easter egg that you could do, um, especially if the Vigil yeah. character is like Virgil in some ways, like he was in the books. So. Yeah, I agree. I I love the. By the way, just my only last comment because I don't really have much else to say beyond what you said. But my, I love the name Rainbow Six Parasite. It first of all, it's way better than Rainbow yes. Six Quarant Rainbow Six Quarantine. Way better than that, right? And I just think, I don't know, that's an awesome name to me, like Rainbow Six Parasite. People were saying, they came out and said that they were going to change it, that that's not what it was, was going to be called. Like they're going to change it again, that that was just a placeholder. I really hope they don't. They don't need to touch that. It doesn't get any better than that. Number five, PlayStation had a successful run at the 2021 BAFTA Game Awards, Travis, several exclusives with several exclusives taking home awards. The Last of Us Part Two won Best Animation, perform, Best Performer in a Leading Role for Laura Bailey as Abby. And game of the year, Ghost of Tsushima won the audio achievement category in the audio achievement category, and Sackboy Big Adventure won best British game, as well as best family game. And then finally, Spider Man Miles Morales won best music. So, what do you think? I tried to find the tweet I saw to uh, verify my claim, and I couldn't find that it. it disappeared. But somebody who mm-hmm. worked on Ghost of Tsushima, and I looked up, um, I looked up everybody. I looked up Fox. I looked up. Um, I uh, accidentally looked up Zach Collins from um, Suicide Squad because <laughs> he made uh, he made the movie because uh, he made the movie Sucker Punch and then my brain was like he works for Sucker Punch but anyway and then you, um, you mean Zach Snyder yes you said Zach, Zach Collins, Collins plays basketball yeah, he plays basketball whatever he does man. they're the same person they're both white <laughs> anyway <laughs> so um, uh-huh. somebody that worked works for Sucker Punch and worked on Ghost of Tsushima. After after all of this came out about you know uh, the Last of Us winning all these awards, he pointed out he said, "Look, Last of Us is winning all these awards. You know that these writers and these um, different media members are voting on, but Ghost of Tsushima keeps winning all the fan awards." It was almost mm-hmm. like I don't know. It was almost like when an NBA player is like um, talking about how the players should vote for the All Star team and not the fans, but vice versa. I just yeah. thought that was an interesting take. Almost like he felt slighted. So on one hand, um, yeah. I can see what he means. Um, on the other hand, it makes me wonder if, if, if the next Ghost of Tsushima will be, that'll be some motivation there. Yeah. The, so these, the BAFTA game awards are like probably the biggest video game industry awards because unlike, you know, unlike the game awards that Jeff Keighley does, like those are all just fan vote stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I guess it's good to get recognition, but the, the BAFTA awards are voted on to your point by, you know, other game developers. So now they do do a fan award. They, they, yeah, it's like the Oscars, and they do a fan like game of the year. But other than that, everything else is voted on by your peers. So you know it's a big deal. Um, it's like game recognizes game. Right. So these are a much these are a much big, bigger deal than than the other stuff. So it's it's cool to get that these uh, studios and games have been recognized and right. rightfully so. I mean, it, 
it's excited to win any BAFTA. If I if I worked on a game, like you know, I would be excited if I was worked on Spider Man. That's awesome that you won a BAFTA. Like these, like your peers voting on you that you mm-hmm. win, it doesn't get a lot. Like, what kind of other kind of recognition do you need? Like that really solidifies your your place, right? Number six, we have several news nuggets here, Travis, and feel free to to join me in here as always. The first nugget here is a big one. It's a big one, big fucking one. Housemark announced that their upcoming PS5 exclusive Returnal has gone gold, which means no more delays. The game will be out on April 30th. Can't fucking wait. By the way, I watched some more gameplay today. Uh Uh-huh. And I watched a little bit of a breakdown. A a, a media guy, I forgot his name. Shout out to Nameless Media Guy. Um, He was basically talking about how the, the twin stick shooter version, this is like a, you know, 3D twin stick shooter and it's basically changing it's going to change the way that people make and people play third person shooters and i thought that was uh, you know and I, and I didn't really think about it like that but then as you watch the gameplay and he's saying that you can kind of see what he means like it is a twin stick 3d shooter that it has a lot of the feel feels of their normal side scrolling twin stick shooter but it's 3d if that makes sense um it looks yeah. awesome i'm just i'm not sure i want to pay full price to shit my pants that's that's my issue with it still <laughs> I get it. But the I more I watch I, it, the gonna, more I think it looks fun. Yeah, it, it definitely looks awesome. I'm going to stand by my prediction that it's going to be the first. Well, it might not be the first, but it's going to be over 90 on Metacritic. I'm going to stand by that. I uh, I don't know. There's no sense in backing down now. Fuck, we're almost there. Second <laughs> nugget here. According to new job listings at PlayStation's London studio, the first party developer seems to be working on a AAA PS5 game. Travis, the job description for a senior graphics programmer states, quote unquote, you will push the boundaries of the PS5. For reference, uh, London Studio in the past has been working on PSVR projects, and they may it's very likely mm-hmm. that they may be working on both a VR project and a PS5 game. But it's, it's specifically listed PS5, so what do you think? Were they, were they pushing the boundaries of the VR as well? Or is that just like, you, you can do whatever, just stay in the medium, medium level? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. They did that game that apparently people liked. It was called Blood and Truth on VR that people liked a lot. Apparently, huh. I didn't realize that. Well, so my thing with this is, um, I don't. Do you really need to put that in a job description? Like, you will push the bound. Like, of course, you should. Of course, you should do that with any job. You should push the boundaries of the job to be as good as you can. Seems kind of self-explanatory to me. It's just funny yeah. to me that that's like that's the headline. But sure. From a consumer standpoint, I feel like this is like marketing. Like from a consumer standpoint, you read that and a lot of people are like, oh shit, they're really going for it. And it's like, well, of course they are. Right. Next nugget here, Travis. Death Stranding developer Kojima Productions is likely to announce its next game very soon, according to art director Yoji Shinkawa. How'd I do on that one? Pretty good, huh? Yeah. You, we already knew Yoji because it's close to Yoshi. <laughs> right. So the, the big question, this is also big news, but it's just not big enough for me to make a whole fucking story out of it. But the the big question here is is this going to be a a PlayStation exclusive game or is it going to be multi platform because we still to this day don't really know the details of the uh, deal between Kojima Productions and PlayStation you know outside of mm-hmm. the, that Death Stranding that they owed them Death Stranding that Sony owns the IP to that and obviously the game's exclusive to PlayStation but we don't know if that we don't know if Kojima is supposed to give PlayStation Another exclusive game, two more exclusive games. We really don't know. So right. that's kind of the interesting tidbit here that's that's hanging out there. Also, Travis, Sony began taking pre-orders for the PS5 this week in Egypt. 
for the low, low price of 15,999 Egyptian pounds or just over a thousand U.S. dollars. You gonna you gonna get one pick up one of those Egyptian ones? Your mom weighs sixteen thousand Egyptian pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's she's worth way more than, than than that though. She might weigh that, but she's worth more than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the human a human heart's worth worth that much. <laughs> oh, those those dudes on Twitter were pissed about it too. Like the five Egyptian guys are gonna order one of those was they mm-hmm. were pissed on Twitter <laughs> on whatever thread I was yeah. looking at. <laughs> Muhammad Salah is not happy. He's pissed, yeah. Military Sim, a first-person shooter, Six Days in Fallujah, released a gameplay trailer this week that showed the game will feature procedural battlefield generation so that every mission plays differently. Did uh, Did you happen to see this? I think this was on IGN. Yeah, I watched it. Um, you know, one thing I, one thing that's been coming out about this game is that people were complaining that it, it might trigger PTSD, that it relives all these horrors from the war, and it's like, you know, did these World War II veterans not see Call of Duty World at War? Like any right. war game you make is, is can trigger that. Like I think that's that's inherently built within within the system. But um, yeah, yes, I watched the trailer. My thoughts were: I love that things populate in the background, uh, or, mm-hmm. or each game it populates it populates differently. I think that's that's awesome. I love that. It keeps yeah. it fresh. Um, there's there are things I really liked, like going into the rooms and the light change, like it's super bright and you're in a dark room, it's hard to see outside. All that right. stuff seemed realistic. Uh, the guy on the trailer shooting sucked at aiming. He would like pull up the sights and be looking off at the moon. That that was really driving yeah. me nuts. But I did yeah. like that you could like point, you know, you could point directions like, you know, break in the door, uh, put down suppressing fire, I'm gonna flank. All that mm. seemed real. Um I d I didn't think the guns looked too bad. I thought they looked pretty good. The, there's no HUD that that really Anytime you have a sim, you know, no HUD is part of that. So, yeah, right. I think it looks interesting. I think it, I need to see more, but at this point, I'm interested. Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought it looks kind of neat. We'll see how it comes out in the end, though. Also, website IGN reported that the first season of HBO's The Last of Us adaptation will cover the, will cover the events of the first game, but we'll see some episodes, quote-unquote, deviate greatly from the game, according to Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann. It also appears that there will be less hardcore action and more of a focus on character drama. Website Pushsquare reported that an open beta for Resident Evil Reverse will go live on PS4 on April 8th. Downloads will open on April 6th. That Shadow of the Colossus-inspired title Pray for the Gods from No Matter Studios will release on PS4 and PS5 sometime around the end of April. That publisher Nacon, here it is Travis, is diving into the life simulator genre of games with a flurry of new titles coming out in 2021 and 2022, which include the likes of Train Life, Hotel Life, Chef Life, Surgeon Life, and Architect Life. I gotta tell you, I think Train Life <laughs> might have some legs, because there's some yeah. dudes who fucking love trains. Like, yeah, that train simulator game is big, or whatever that's called. My, my thinking, here's what I think when I read these. By Train Life, how many can I derail in a row? yeah by 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 surgeon life how many people can i kill that's what i immediately think (laughs) yeah (laughs) like remove the tumor i took out a whole kidney what am i doing (laughs) right i I don't know if i can do surgeon life i mean like blood blood guts spitting ass it doesn't really bother me per se but like it kind of grosses me out like you know what i mean i don't know the surgery gets me it's it's a little different when you're like inside of a cavity and that it's a different type of blood yeah i agree also, Travis, website Pushsquare reported that throwback platformer A Hat in Time is getting a PS5 upgrade on March 31st, which will boost the game to 60 frames per second. 
The update will also add the game's DLC chapters. That Hitman 3 will be getting a seven-part DLC campaign covering the seven deadly sins. The first piece drops on March 30th for $5, where players can buy the complete bundle for $30. That the PS5 version of, of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 will support 60 frames per second at 4K, 120, 120 frames at 1080p, 3D, 3D audio, PS5 activity cards, and DualSense hap, haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. I can't fucking talk right now. Jesus. Also, that former Ghostwire Tokyo creative director, Akumi Nakamura, God, I'm getting good at this shit, has formed a new studio and is developing a darkly comedic new game. It's weird. That Redditors dug up a Sony patent which may allow for trophies on games through emulators of legacy platforms like the PS1 and PS2, so we may be able to go back and get trophies on, you know, Fighting Force and win back, Travis. Yeah, that might be the only way that I would play these older games. I mean, to be honest. Just to right. collect some trophies, you know, that I missed out because they didn't exist. Yeah, I agree. Push Square also reported that Cooking Mama Cookstar stealth released on the PlayStation Store on Thursday night for thirty nine ninety nine. So go ahead and I know you're yeah. excited about picking that up. It's weird that when people ghost releasing is such an odd thing to me. Um yeah. I read this as I read this as Cooking Mama Coke Star and I just pictured like young Jeezy <laughs> and his mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just really it cool really- in my head. It really is weird that game stealth release. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, they had to have known that it was coming to the store. Like, at least the day of or the day before. Like, put fucking put something out. You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. let people just like don't let people just like get on there. Like, well, cooking mama. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Also, Push Square reported that stealth strategy game Shadow Tactics: Blades of the Shogun will be getting a new standalone expansion titled Aikos Aikos. Uh, here I fucked it. There it is. Finally, oh, so I- good. Aiko's choice sometime this year. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Media Molecules studio director Sayoban Reddy will receive a BAFTA Fellowship uh, Award at this year's BAFTA Games Award. So it already has happened, and it is the highest honor for an individual. They also reported that publisher Capcom is still shipping over one million units of Resident Evil Seven annually, despite it having launched more than four years ago. It's impressive. That video game preservation group Hidden Palace has released over 700 unique PlayStation 2 game prototypes and early builds on PC, such as an E3 prototype of Crash Bandicoot and the Wrath of Cortex. This is really, I thought this was a cool story. These guys just got their hands on all this shit and they're just like putting them out there for people to download or buy one of the two. This was a a niche I kind of fell into today by accident. Coincidentally, I I was watching a video about the... um one of the Sonics that came out in the mid nineties and um, it had oh, like yeah. a built, it had like a built in thing where the Sonic could roll, you yeah. could jump and roll. And yeah. then they, when the fans made the emulator, they built that in and it was kind of a coincidence. And then that, that, that sent me down a wormhole of like game prototypes and what they look like <laughs> and how much they've changed until, until they go gold. And that's like, that is a fascinating, like that's a fascinating rabbit hole to go down when you're bored. Like it's just, it's just crazy how the beginning concept can flip so much. Right, right. Whoever uh, whoever this is, PlayStation Lifestyle, that's who's reporting here, Travis. They reported that Embracer Group, the video game publishing and development conglomerate, has raised another $890 million in capital to finance additional acquisitions, so they're not done yet. I think it's fair to ask, where, how, do you, how the hell do you raise a billion dollars? Almost. <sighs> they said, so I, did, I was curious, and I did look this up. So what they did was they sold an additional... They sold additional shares of of stock 
uh, some type of stock, like a Series B. I don't know what that means. But they sold 890 million shares, base, dollars worth of shares, basically, of stock to get more capital to go out and buy who the fuck knows at this point. There's, is there anybody left? I mean, there can't be anybody left, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, PlayStation Lifestyle also reported that publisher THQ Nordic, which is a subsidiary of Embracer Group, has created a new development studio in the Czech Republic of all places called Ashbourne Games which is working on a new historical strategy RPG IP, which actually sounds pretty pretty up my alley. So I'm gonna keep, yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on that. They also reported that a sequel to the Yakuza spinoff game Judgment may be, may be in development after Sega, or Sega, Sega, filed for trademarks for Lost Judgment, and Judgment Sees the Truth. Website PlayStation Universe reported that Battlefield 6 is currently scheduled to be revealed sometime in May, according to Games Beat reporter Jeff Grubb. So... Uh, you know, we're a couple, maybe a couple months away. I was hoping April, but I'll take May. I can live with it. You bet I'm coming yeah. up in May. That's right. Also, PlayStation Universe reported that news about the Elder Scrolls Online for PS5 will apparently be revealed on March 31st. That developer Munfish released a photo mode trailer for their post-apocalyptic first-person shooter, Atomic Heart, after a period of radio silence. The game is still set to release on PS4 and PS5 sometime this year. The game looks pretty cool. That Oddworld Soulstorm will run natively at 60 frames per second in 1440p on the PlayStation 5, which will be upsampled to match the display's resolution. That new rumors suggest this year's Call of Duty game is tentatively titled Call of Duty World War II Vanguard and is in development at Sledgehammer Games. I saw an interesting tweet and it, it put into words what I've always thought, but I've never really articulated. But why do, why do people think like military first person shooters can only be two years in front of us or world war ii right yeah it's they, it's, it's fucking rinse and repeat it's so annoying the thing is sledgehammer the last call of duty game that they made on their own was call of duty world war ii in 2017 or 18 <laughs> right and now they're gonna make another one like i don't know man i'm just i hear you like we still haven't nobody nobody will touch vietnam i guess uh not really you know right. or what desert storm i guess nobody will touch desert storm you know the Fallujah games. That's why the Fallujah games so surprising. I know, and it's a big fucking deal with that because people were all pissed off about white phosphorus and everything. Like, dude, I get it. Like, we did bad shit over there, but they there's bad shit in every war. Like every every bad shit war crimes happen in every war on every side. I mean, it's it just does. It. it just does. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but like that doesn't mean that you can't tell the story or you know what I mean. Like. Yeah. I don't I mean, did they think bad shit didn't happen during World War II? Like, I don't know. But fucking, yeah. didn't they use mustard the gas in World War II or is that World War One? Both. Um, okay. That was the Germans started that shit. Go figure. Yeah, read about read about Stalin and the gulags. <laughs> right. There you go. I don't know. They have the gulag on, on World, uh, whatever it's called, <laughs> right. Call of Duty, and it's not yeah. a problem. It's like, because those people are dead. Like, when people from Fallujah are dead, they'll be able to make the game without anybody complaining. Right. I agree. Sorry, I got off on a tangent, but anyway, let's see here. They also reported that retro-inspired horror RPG Sunshine Manor will release sometime this fall. That action chess game Auto Chess will be coming natively to PlayStation 5 on March 30th, featuring support for haptic feedback, improved loading times, and cross-play. And then a new report from Giant Freaking Robot, which is a great, I don't know what the fuck that is, but that's great, claims that Sony is developing a movie adaptation of their hardcore action RPG, Demon Souls. So another one might be on the way here, Travis. They also reported that the senior gameplay designer on Cyberpunk 2077, Andre Zawad- Zawadzki, is resigning 
from CD Projekt Red after eight years with the company. Cyberpunk probably yeah, got to him. It would be too. That's crazy. Did something happen with the gameplay on that game? <laughs> right. I hadn't heard. Hadn't heard. They also reported that World War One Isonzo Italian Front will be releasing on PS4 and PS5 sometime this year. The game comes from the same developer as the Verdun and Tannenberg games. This is right up your alley. Did I, I think I, did I send you the trailer? I watched the trailer today. I can't remember. You did. Yeah, you did. So the trailer, um, first of all, the, the Tannenberg and Verdun game, the thing is, is like, I think, I think they're for a certain type of person because they're fairly realistic. And Battlefield 1 was obviously really realistic, especially with the sounds and the environments. But this is like, I think they capture the soldier, the soldier level view much better, if that makes sense, when you watch it based off of stuff I've sure. read and watched. Um, and the cool part is this is they're going up the Alps and um, they have they have skis on their back um, on their back. Oh, yeah. You see it in their kit. And, you know, the stuff that they're wearing, like the armor that they're wearing, all that is legit. It's perfect. The wire cutters they're using to get through the uh, barbed wire, all that is spot on. And it looks chaotic as hell because it's like, especially in that war, you would get so exposed if you move. So um, anyway, it looks interesting, but those games do play different yeah. than other other first person shooters. Right. Yeah, it's not as polished. Also, Travis, Ubisoft revealed their roadmap for Watch Dogs Legion, which includes Aiden Pierce from Watch Dogs 1 coming sometime in June, and an Assassin's Creed crossover event in August, and that puzzle platformer Hoa will be coming to PS4 and PS5 this July from developer PM Studios. Website Gamatsu reported that the Aftershock expansion for Ion Fury will release on PS4 sometime this summer. That beat-em-up game Asterix and Obelix, Slap Them All, will launch on PS4 sometime this fall. And it, it looks kind of neat. It's It actually looks like kind of like that Cuphead game. It looks kind of oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, Gamatsu also reported that Pinball FX will come to PS5 sometime this year and will incorporate a Battle Royale multiplayer mode. I might end up with the Pinball FX. Oh, yeah? I, I love Pinball. I love Pinball. I've always loved yeah? it. I don't know why. I want a Pinball machine, but I don't know where to put it. Yeah. Sure you do. Just put it right up your ass. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Gamatsu also reported that Immortals Phoenix Rising's Myth of the Eastern Realm DLC is now available. It's another stealth release. That co-op action adventure game Biped will add a new online matchmaking system and level editor in a free update coming in quarter four of this year. That publisher THQ Nordic officially opened pre-orders this week for upcoming action RPG Biomutant, which looks cool, and it launches on PS4 on May 25th. A new gameplay trailer was also released if you're interested. Gamatsu reported that monster collecting and farming action RPG Monster Harvest will launch digitally on PS4 on June 3rd. A physical edition for PS4 will launch on June 4th in Europe and June 8th in North America. Not very often that a game uh, launches in Europe or North America. Gamatsu reported that mountain climbing adventure roguelike Insurmountable, which is a great name, will launch on PS4 sometime later this year. I wrote down that um, that's also that's also our ability with women insurmountable <laughs> yes that's correct gamatsu reported that retro classics game joe and mac caveman ninja has released on ps4 and they god bless what are they doing publisher 612 entertainment uh, plans to bring all retro classics titles to ps4 eventually that puzzle platformer world splitter will launch on ps4 on april 22nd that vertical platformer roguelite rising hell will release on ps4 sometime in may that action strategy hybrid game Smelter will launch on PS4 on April 22nd. <laughs> Smelter, I hardly know her. <laughs> Gamatsu reported that Oddworld Soulstorm will get a physical retail release on July 6th worldwide. 
Although, don't forget, it will be free on PlayStation 5 or PS Plus subscribers in a couple weeks. They also reported that couch co-op alchemy game Potion Party will launch on PS4 on April 8th. That co-op zombie shooter Back for Blood has been delayed from June 22nd to October 12th. It's the first, or it's, it's not the last game that will be delayed. Uh, they also reported that EA's competitive dodgeball multiplayer game Knockout City will receive a cross-play open beta from April 2nd through April 4th. That firefighting game Ember will launch on PS4 sometime this summer. That cooking adventure game Epic Chef has added a PS4 version and will release sometime this summer. That open world survival simulation game Green Hell will release in June on PlayStation 4. And that actually kind of looks interesting, but scary. Uh, Gamatsu reported that co-op espionage adventure game Operation Tango will launch on PS4 and PS5 on June 1st for $19.99. That World War I society survival game War Hospital was announced for PS5 and is due out in quarter four of 2022. So we're ways away, but that right. game, I saw looks screenshots cool. of it. It looks interesting. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks interesting. It's kind of, uh, you know, up my alley, one of those management mm-hmm. kind of simulation games. It looks cool. There's a trailer that just really gives you exposition and it shows you the artwork mm-hmm. and it, it, the artwork, yeah. the artwork is super cool. You should look up the screenshots for sure. But um, I yeah. think it could be really cool. Yeah. I'm going to keep my eye on that one. And then Gamatsu reported that tactical game Fire Commander was announced for PS4 and PS5 and will release sometime later this year. That science fiction horror game Haunted Space was announced for PS5, but no release date was given. That 2D fighting game Melty Blood type Lumina will launch on PS4 sometime this year. That post-apocalyptic point-and-click adventure game Life of Delta was announced for consoles, but no release date was given. That episodic narrative adventure game Arctic Awakening was announced for consoles and is due out sometime in 2022. That publisher Coke Media developer and developer Bloober team have partnered to publish physical editions of Observer, System Redux, and The Medium. And finally, Travis, Gamatsu reported that publisher 2K Games has acquired Hookbang's Austin-based video game division. The studio will be branded as Visual Concepts Austin and will employ hundreds of staff to support the NBA 2K franchise as well as 2K's publishing division. And that is all for the news this week. How many guys do you need to uh, make the same game every year? That's what I had the same thought. How many, I don't know how many people they need working on that game. Uh, I really don't. The thing is, as we've talked about, they have all these people working on the game. And they still can't fix all the problems with it, or they just don't care to fix them. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what, do you, what does it what does it matter if you have a ten if you, if you have a thousand people working on the game? It doesn't matter if you can't fix it. So whatever. Anyway, I kick it over to you for the new game releases this week. Alrighty, on March the 23rd, we had Arkham Horror, Mother's Embrace, um, which is not really Batman-related, as I assumed. It's it's kind of like you crossed Sherlock Holmes and uh, Clue. Um, there's some interesting characters. It's kind of interesting. Also, on the 23rd, we had Ground Zero Texas, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Mind, uh-huh. uh, mind. <laughs> Horn Night, Hunting Simulator 2, Overcooked All-You-Can-Eat Sanity of Morris. On the 24th, we have Paradise Lost, which is not the uh, HBO documentary about the uh, Memphis 3 murder case. Mm. However, it is kind of interesting if you watch. It, it's not a long game. It's it's kind of an easy platinum. I think it's like maybe three or four hours, but um, it is okay. interesting if you look it up. It, it's, I think it might be worth, worth looking into. On the 25th, <laughs> we have Animal Doctor, which looks terrible. Um, then we have Black Legend, which I thought was actually really interesting looking when i looked it up i didn't i was expecting like uh black panther um and instead i got um you're like 
you're kind of like in the middle ages and there's swords and it's like a it's what what do you call it it's a um, i guess like a point and click like you you know you come up to some mm. enemies you want to fight and you like so calm you would like you know or tell them okay. where to go and they move on block it's like and a tactical fight. kind of game or something yeah so it's actually pretty interesting the environment looked really cool the story seemed pretty interesting um but i just don't play those types of games typically but that one did pique my interest um also on the 25th we have mm. bladed fury el hio or is it he ho there you go. Uh, Evil Inside, Maluk, Dark Demon, Tinker Races. And Tinker Races, I was reading about, is considered one of the best top-down um, toy racing games because they're toy cars. So not a big really? market, but you want to be number one in your market. That's right. On the 26th, we have Balan Wonderland. It takes two. K's and the Wild Masks, Starbase, Startopia, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Sweet. Another star simulator for you. Yeah, that's uh, it is. That's uh, today was a pretty good day. March twenty sixth. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of heat there, or you know, as heat. You know, not for, not for me, but there is some heat there for, for those of you out there. So, hope you enjoy. And that is all for the new game releases this week, Travis. Let's uh, let's start to wrap things up here. Let's talk about what we're going to be playing in the week ahead. What we have going on. What's uh, what's on your list? What's on your mind? What's on your radar? Well. Um, I'm sure we'll keep playing some Battlefield. I like to play that tonight, I guess. Get some um, get some headshots in, drive some vehicles into the water and flip them over and yeah. stuff like that. Sounds good. I haven't decided I haven't decided what I want to do on FIFA yet, which 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 dynasty. I think I'm just gonna play them. Um I'm gonna wing it whatever I feel like at that time. I, I wanna see what happens yeah. with all, with the Australian league the next year. I wanna see like what I get into, like as far as Champions League or whatever. I mean, I have a lot, mm-hmm. long way to go. I'm going to have to win out, basically, to have a chance. And that might be asking a lot, but uh, we'll see. You never know. Yeah. I have, I have preseason testing next week for one of my racing leagues. Um, I'm the only driver in the Audi team right now. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Um, there was an endurance race today that the league, not really a league, but, well, it is a league. Um, they would race. They would alternate. So they would do, like, you know, F1 races, and then every fourth week they would do a, a endurance race on GT Sport, and mm-hmm. they deleted they, they deleted that league today because not enough people showed up. I didn't show up. I was tired and didn't care. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, delete the fucking thing. <laughs> Look, like the the thing with these people that that sim race and do these leagues is there's always so much bullshit, and that's why most people don't want to yeah. do them. And the, the leagues that are the best are the ones that are ran by the platform, whether it's GT Sport or iRacing or Seta Corsa. When they make their own little leagues you can sign up for and you qualify based on, you know, your rating and your safety and all that stuff, those seem to do well. And right. They seem to be structured better. When you are just letting people make the game and they create their own lobby, um, it's really hit or miss. And there are really, really good leagues, but those leagues, those drivers are good drivers and they don't really have a lot of openings for a reason. So right. yeah, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, it, it kind of takes the flavor out of it. Yeah, I get it. It's tough to do something, you know, right like that and to stay well organized and have people that are, you know, committed to it to, and committed to doing it right. But um, I'm going to play FIFA and Battlefield as well. Um, I'm probably just going to, on FIFA, I'll probably play whichever one is, you know, I'm in the mood for as far as what's, whatever is less work at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> And then I do intend to uh, to finish the Fuser campaign this week. And then I really, I've been meaning for a couple of weeks now. I, I really want to pl- uh, play Planet Coaster to see what that game's about. 
now is a perfect time to do it because it's got about a month left before it really picks up. So I'm going to try to make a point to play some of that this week as well. Uh, that's that's probably about it. Uh, that's I don't know. I've thought about playing Rainbow Six Siege again lately, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to try to focus on you know FIFA and Battlefield, but then when it's just me, uh, Fuser, and then that Planet Coaster game. But I can tell you right now, the Planet Coaster game is going to suck me in. So that's kind of <laughs> why I haven't actually. It's kind of why I haven't done it yet because I like on those sorts of games for me, like one hour turns into four hours. So uh, right. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just that's why I play Hitman in chunks. Um, yeah, you I'll, need to I'll finish probably, that. I know I'll probably play it. I'll probably play it this weekend because my wife's going out of town. So I'll probably play it this weekend. I have anything else to do, but that's what happens with me on Hitman is like I get sucked in and like, you know, it'll say that I beat the level in 30 minutes because if you just played it straight through and ignore my saves, yeah, I played it in 30 minutes, but I'll, I'll have like right. six saves where I can go back and try different things. So it really takes me three or four hours to play one level because I'm just messing. I'm trying everything like, you know, oh, well, I, you know, from my second save, I killed him this way and got six stars. Well, let me go back and reload this point. Try it this way. I only got two. I'll go back. Oh, I right. can't do it that way. I'm not good enough. And like, that's what I end up doing. I'm like sweating. Like literally I'll start sweating. <laughs> so like, yeah, you gotta it, take it, it easy out of there. It's just <laughs> getting fucking worked up over there on the, over the, over agent 47. Well, uh, Travis, let's let's get out of here. I think we've done enough. Uh, let's put a put a bow on this bitch. So if you guys enjoyed the episode, we would uh, beg you, we plead with you to please subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. You get it right in your uh, right in your feed there, right up your ass there on Monday mornings on your podcast app. And if you guys right are so your kind as to leave us a review or right up your ass to the left if you would be so kind as to leave us a review or a rating you know the little stars down there just you know maybe hit five stars i don't know you know four is cool or l3 would be fine whatever you feeling like and then uh possibly leave us a comment on youtube if you're listening there (laughs) that's right just don't bother if you got anything less than four uh and then lastly but certainly not leastly if you have a friend that you know a mate a significant a significant other a loved one who enjoys playing PlayStation games, but also enjoys keeping up on the PlayStation news, but doesn't have the time to listen to a two or three or four hour podcast, then, uh, you know, maybe turn them on to us and uh, we'll get it all to them in less than 90 minutes every week. That's what we do. All right, we're going to get out of here. You guys have a good week and we'll talk at you next time.